Hello everyone and happy Friday. Uh, Yes, it is Friday again. I apologize for doing another Friday episode. I know I said I was going to kind of try to go back to Thursdays. Unfortunately, that did not work out this week, but rest assured I am going to attempt to return to my normal Thursday episodes beginning next week. But for now, you have me on a Friday, so um, you know, it's good. It's fine. It's whatever. We're here. We're doing this. Um, anyway, before I get into the episode, as always, let's just um, skip ahead to our little pre-recorded ad so we can get that out of the way and um, jump into the actual episode. So here is the pre-recorded ad. All right. Thank you so much for listening to that pre-recorded ad. As always, I know I always say this and no, it's not scripted and it's not something that I'm just repeating and repeating. I truly mean it. I know that as a podcast listener, it can be really annoying to listen to ads, but as a podcast host, I really appreciate you guys listening to those pre-recorded ads. So thank you for that. Um, honestly, for today's episode, I don't have that much to talk about. I'm not sure if it was kind of a slow week or if I just maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really was planning out today's episode and realized I don't have that much to talk about, but that's okay. I've still got some great things to talk about, and I know that this first thing that I'm going to talk about, I will probably talk about for quite a while. So the first thing I wanted to talk about today is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is the new Marvel Disney Plus show. Now, this is the second Marvel Disney Plus show. Obviously, we had WandaVision, and if you haven't heard me talk about those, then you clearly haven't listened to the last few episodes of my podcast, so make sure you go listen to those if you haven't already. I talk about WandaVision very in-depth. Um, but anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so it's the newest Marvel series, and I gotta say, um, this has a very different feel from WandaVision. It's not anything negative or positive, it's just an observation, which is that, um, obviously they're both under Marvel, but if you know there's kind of like if you watch a show from Disney Channel or if you watch a show from like the CW or something you get the same vibe from every show more or less obviously there's differences or else you'd be watching the same thing over and over again but in this case um I feel like you don't necessarily think obviously there's the superhero element and if you're familiar with the characters of course you know that it's Marvel but otherwise, if you were to watch WandaVision and then watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I just don't think they're, like, super, like, Marvel. I think definitely WandaVision was something so unique and different, and I already talked about WandaVision. But now Falcon and the Winter Soldier is definitely um, just very Marvel. Straightforward superhero Marvel stuff. Something that I really love about these series though, um, and specifically this one, is that, uh, and I actually saw an interview of Anthony Mackie, Mackie, who plays Falcon, talking about this, but basically, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier were always kind of side characters for Captain America, or even in like the Avengers movies, you know, for Iron Man and Thor and some of the bigger, um, Avengers and now it's nice to kind of have these characters get their own developing storylines and really be able to focus on them and their stories and who they are and kind of um get more of a glimpse into them as heroes and not just as kind of these side character or sidekicks whatever you want to call them um 
there will be some spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen, there's only two episodes, three episodes out now, but I've only seen the first two thus far. Um, then go ahead and skip ahead a little bit so you don't get these spoilers. But um, episode one, I wasn't really sure where it was going. It, if I'm being totally honest, and if we want to compare it to WandaVision, I will say that this episode one compared to WandaVision episode one, I did like better. Just because WandaVision episode one was kind of very slow and it started with that whole sitcom thing and it was just, you know, a little difficult to understand. That being said, I love the show and you guys already know that. Um, however, this episode one I thought was a little all over the place. Yes, it was easier to understand and, um, you know, it, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I It was... a. Um, I just felt like, compared to episode two, especially in episode two, we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier together. In episode one, we don't see them together, so it's kind of jumping back and forth between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and kind of trying to piece together what's been happening. I know that WandaVision was a lot more of like a piece-it-together type of show, but episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier just felt a little disconnected. Obviously, we knew that the two characters were going to you know cross paths and then eventually be the focus of the show together but episode one since they were apart felt very back and forth very almost like a disconnect not necessarily a bad thing just um and I wouldn't even say it was hard to keep up with I would just say there was a lot going on um and then oh I did like the um cameo in um episode one we had uh, War Machine and forgive me the actor's name is completely just drawing a blank in my head I'm trying to think of his name Don Cheadle there we go I don't know where I pulled that from out of my brain but I got it um Don Cheadle's cameo I think was really cool it was uh I we really didn't get I mean obviously in WandaVision and I hate to keep comparing the two but they're the only two Marvel shows at the moment so I have to keep comparing them but we we really didn't get a lot of like cameos other than like you know we got of course Monica Rambeau and Darcy and um you know um some smaller characters Agent Wu but I'm I like that we got, like, even if it was a, just a very small cameo, I like that we got War Machine, kind of one of the more known heroes, and he's also, like, a side hero. I'm not gonna say he's, like, you know, a main hero, but he's he's a pretty big deal. He's an Avenger, for sure. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that, and um, I did enjoy that. And then we got that end credit scene at the end of episode one, where we see that somebody else is becoming Captain America. Now, let me tell you my issue with this the government is saying oh we need a captain america blah 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 right however literally i mean okay maybe not the whole thanos thing but the majority of what happened between civil war and endgame was because of the sokovia accords and because the government didn't want superheroes so it's very odd to me to see this kind of 360 turnaround or i guess 180 really um like this complete switch where like the government is suddenly like oh we need a hero we need a captain america um especially there's like several things there first of all the whole sokovia accords was the government saying we don't need heroes iron man was a huge supporter of that and clearly like okay we could say like with his 
death, like, they're, they change their minds, and he's not there to, like, intercept or whatever, or you could say, like, oh, after the events of Endgame, they realize they did need heroes, or whatever the case, um, I just, I, I don't know, it's very, I feel like it doesn't make sense, um, and maybe there'll be something about it. I really don't think so. I think it was kind of something they just tried to throw in. And then, like, another thing for me is they're like, we need a Captain America. When Captain America was literally, like, the government's number one enemy at a point, um, especially right after Civil War. So instead of saying, like, oh, we need a new Iron Man, like, I get it that they had the shield. The government, you know, Sam donated the shield to them. So it was easiest to have a new Captain America, but I just find it very odd. Like, it, it's something there. I hope that they will talk about the sudden shift, um, because it's just not quite adding up for me. I feel like um, they kind of are ignoring some very important plot points. Um, and then in the second episode, we finally got... Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky and Sam together. Uh, something I love about this show, and I guess Marvel in general, most Marvel movies do a good job of this, is the good balance between like a superhero action series or film, whatever you're watching, um, and also comedy. So there's this one particular scene um, where Bucky and Sam are like in therapy together, and just the way they're acting, it's a really comedic scene, really funny. Um, I also think it's going to be very interesting to see the dynamic between them and this new Captain America. I think um, them kind of being forced to work together is definitely going to be um, interesting. Especially, I mean, I think maybe the Falcon can kind of get on board with that. Maybe not 100%, but at least, you know, to a point where, okay, fine, we're working together. It's whatever. But I would feel like definitely the Winter Soldier is very much against this new Captain America, um, which is very understandable, definitely. So that, I definitely am excited to see that dynamic. We saw them a little bit together, and obviously they kind of butt heads um, in episode two. But I think that as the episodes go by, we'll definitely see them together more. And like I said, I have not seen episode three yet, so I'm only speaking on episode one and two as of this moment. Um, we also see that Zemo is back. I think he's going to be a very key villain in this. Um, as we remember, he was the one kind of looking for the additional um, super soldiers, or actually he was looking for winter soldiers, um, which are more like Bucky. But anyway, um, he was looking for the additional super soldiers in Civil War. Clearly he's found them. As we saw in episode two, there are more super soldiers out there which kind of complicates the things that's a that's a big villain um so that's going to be very interesting as well kind of to see what zemo's been up to between civil war and now obviously he's accomplished what he was trying to accomplish in civil war and um he's going to be i think the key villain in this although it is marvel so there could be some kind of a plot twist um, we also heard sharon carter's name mentioned nobody's seen her since civil war so maybe maybe not we're gonna see I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be in the series though so I think she's definitely gonna make an appearance um and if she didn't in this third episode and you guys have already seen it and you're probably sitting there like oh my gosh but um like I said haven't seen it sorry I'm going to see it don't worry um but yeah Sharon Carter is probably going to be back 
Um, I very much think that this, I, I almost felt like WandaVision was a continue, obviously, yes, we had Infinity War, we had Endgame, we had other things in between, but I feel like WandaVision was almost a continuation of Age of Ultron, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier is almost a continuation of Civil War, um, so I just think that's, like, just something interesting that I noted, obviously, it's not a direct continuation, because lots of stuff happened between now and then, um, so, yeah. Oh, and one last thing I want to talk about is that we kind of see when Falcon's trying to get that loan, and then he didn't have any income in the fi- last five years, which is when the blip happened, um, uh, we see, like, the struggle, and I like, even a little bit in WandaVision, we saw this, and in Spider-Man, um, Far From Home, kind of the effects of the blip, oh, we all, yeah, um, sorry, of the blip and of everything that happened. I really like seeing those effects of Endgame because it is such a, like, far-fetched thing to kind of have to imagine. Obviously, it's not realistic for us, like, disappearing for five years and returning. So it's kind of cool to actually see what that would be like and what life would be like and how it would affect others. And um, I do like that aspect. So that's all I want to talk about today about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um... I will talk about future episodes in, um, in, like I did with WandaVision. I might not talk about it next week. I might wait till two or three more episodes have come out. That way I can just talk about a chunk of episodes at a time. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about is Olivia Rodrigo just released another song and music video yesterday. And that new song is called Deja Vu. Um, for those of you who don't really know who she is, which you probably should by now, she is the um, young singer and actress from, um, she's currently in High School Musical, the musical series, and she did some other Disney series before, um, and she also had the number one song for eight weeks in a row this year, um, still the biggest um, song and the biggest debut of this year, um, Driver's License, and now she has released her second single uh, for from her new album that's to come soon her first ever album obviously she did have some singles um she had for high school musical musical series but this is her first like her own music so deja vu uh it did come out yesterday if you haven't already heard it definitely go give it a listen it is a different vibe from driver's license i feel like it's um it's still within like the same theme and you have to listen to it to really understand what I'm referring to but it's within like the same theme but this is much more of like a little more upbeat I wouldn't necessarily call it like a upbeat pop song but it is more upbeat um it's more fun the music video is absolutely gorgeous and just so aesthetic and I absolutely adore the music video so it's kind of hard to talk about it if you don't really know what I'm talking about so all I'm gonna say and obviously this is not sponsored, I don't even know how it would be, but um, all I'm going to say is go listen to Deja Vu, go watch the music video, Um, it's absolutely incredible, Olivia Rodrigo has killed it again, she also did announce that May 12th, I believe, and I don't have the date in front of me, but I'm I'm almost certain it's the 12th, Um, she is releasing her first ever album, we don't know what it's called yet, we have blank O blank are. Some people have um, kind of tried to puzzle it together. I've seen theories that it's going to be called Sour or something along the lines. Not sure, but that album is coming and um, it's supposed to have 11 songs, obviously including Driver's License and Deja Vu. So we're getting, what is that? Uh, 
um, nine more songs, which is absolutely incredible. Um, it is, the album is, you can pre-save it on like Spotify and everywhere now. And then also, um, she did release some new merch for Deja Vu. Absolutely gorgeous merch. I love the driver's license merch, but I think the Deja Vu merch is so much more like wearable and just gorgeous. It gives me like a 90s, early 2000 vibe. You really have just go look at it, check it out yourself. Butterflies, ice cream, all the stuff. Um, you'll understand what I mean if you look it up. And then the album is also available for pre-order. I actually was able to snag a signed copy before they sold out, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to mention that, and obviously in a few weeks when that new album does come out, I will be the first one to talk about it. I absolutely think that Olivia Rodrigo is taking over the music industry. I think she is a amazing incredible songwriter and she's a big fan of taylor swift and i think she is um very much like the next generation's taylor swift and i don't want to compare her to anyone she's her own person but i'm just saying like she's gonna be that huge and that impactful so anyway um that's that i just wanted to mention that one thing i didn't mention a second ago when i was talking about marvel but i do want to mention now is that um, I previously had talked about how the Black Widow movie, which we all know was supposed to come out last year, and then, you know, COVID hit, then it was supposed to come out later on, and then it got, it got postponed, like, three times is the point, and Disney kept saying they were not going to, um, put it on Disney+, Plus. they weren't going to do the whole premiere access thing like they did with, um, they did it with Mulan and Raya and the Last Dragon, and I think maybe Soul, just some different Disney movies finally though they did crack disney investors day was about a week and a half ago i think two weeks maybe i might be wrong but anyway they said that black widow is gonna have its theatrical release which i'm still really debating if i want to go watch it in theaters or not it's like part of me has like i've seen all the marvel movies or the majority of them i mean beginning when i became like a big marvel movie fan in the theater and I feel like not watching Black Widow in theaters would just break me but anyway they're also releasing it through Disney Plus with premiere access I'm gonna guess that it's gonna be like $30 although because it is a Marvel movie who knows how much it'll be uh, I know Mulan as well as Raya and the Last Dragon were $30 so we just have to see how much they price this at um but yeah I Obviously, I now I'm excited that I have this option of premiere access. If I do decide that I'm not comfortable going to the theater, I'll still be able to see the movie, which is so exciting. Um, and something that I really was pushing for them to do because I know that a lot of Marvel fans are not ready to um, go to a theater yet. Um, I know I've been vaccinated, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has. And even those who have might just still be trying to be cautious. So I am excited that Marvel fans, including myself, have this option of going to see Black Widow in theaters or going to see it at home on Disney Plus um and I think the cool thing too which is maybe the one of the things they didn't want us to be able to do is that with premiere access you like you pay once and then you can watch it over and over again which is clearly something I can't do at a theater and I've literally I mean yes I have gone to see Marvel movies at the theater three and four times um I saw Endgame three times at the theater so obviously that's like an option, but I like the fact that with Disney Plus Premiere Access, you pay once, you watch it as many times as you want, um, you pause, you rewind, you can catch little things. I think Marvel movies are very much about like catching little things. 
Um, so that's kind of a cool aspect of that. And I'm excited that they did finally decide to just let us, let us watch it however we choose to do so. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Nick Jonas is apparently leaving The Voice, which is, um, I'm kind of, like, both sad and happy about this. I'm sad because, like, I don't know, I'm a huge Nick Jonas fan. Not that I'm, like, a huge fan of The Voice. Not that I don't like The Voice. I'm just not, like, a huge fan. But I did like kind of getting to see Nick Jonas on The Voice. However, I'm happy about it because I feel like, um, if he's leaving, it's for a reason, um, maybe, you know, maybe the Jonas Brothers or even Nick on his own are looking at a tour next year, or maybe, um, he wants to focus on new music, or maybe he's gonna be filming something, I'm not sure, but it's exciting, at the same time, a little disappointing, but I think more exciting than anything, and they have announced his replacement, which I'm a little surprised about, and I think a lot of people are, but he will be replaced by Ariana Grande, um, Ariana is such a huge star, not that Nick isn't, um, but Ariana is like such a huge star, I'm almost surprised that she's doing the voice, and the one thing I can think of is like, probably she can't tour right now, um, you know, she, a lot of people are not really traveling, so maybe that's just like her thing to do for, maybe she'll only do one season of the voice, um, and it's just for the meantime while, you know, she's, um, not really able to tour or do a lot of stuff she's used to doing, but I was kind of surprised by the announcement, and I think a lot of people were, I think she'll be, uh, well, I don't know how great of a judge she'll be, and I don't mean this in a negative way, I mean this in, like, she's one of those people that's, like, so sweet, like, I don't necessarily see her being able to, like, really critique somebody, but, um, I'm very interested to see, you know, how she does in this role, and like I said, I'm very excited for Nick Jonas and um, clearly, like I said, if he's leaving, he's leaving for a reason. So hopefully that means something big, some kind of project, um, whether that be Jonas Brothers related, which is what I'm hoping for, fingers crossed that it is, or Nick Jonas solo stuff related. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Demi Lovato has a new documentary on YouTube. You can find it on her YouTube channel and basically... Um, they started filming this documentary, or really not this one, but it was supposed to be another documentary about her, um, literally right before her overdose in, what was it, 2018, and they started to film that, um, and then she had the overdose, it kind of stopped, but now they kind of, I don't want to say did like a whole new documentary, but they kind of added to it, and kind of re, like changed it, um, so that it could focus on her overdose and on everything after it's a really raw look into her life and into what happened and into um, she's got her friends and her family really just putting it all out there so I've seen the first three episodes already out I have seen those um it's really interesting if you're somebody who's a fan of Demi Lovato or whoever was one or who's just interested in seeing the documentary like I was I definitely do recommend watching it um it it does deal with addiction and, um, you know, her overdose and eating disorders. So if you're a little sensitive to that, don't watch it, of course. But otherwise, it's really interesting. And I think it's um, very, in like, informative to see this, like, really raw part of her life that most celebrities probably would not be so open to sharing. Um, and, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. And then... Um, Selena Gomez, she's actually about to be in her first role since Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes, she's done a little, I think, some, like, television appearances. 
but she's about to do her first starring role since Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, it's going to be a new show called Only Murders on Hulu, and we don't know much about it yet. There's not really, like, a release date or anything. It is supposed to come this year, um, but it is supposed to be a dramedy, which is basically a drama and a comedy. Um, I, from what I've gathered, I think it's going to be some kind of, like, murder mystery or, like, true crime type of thing mixed with a comedy um and I did see somewhere like a quote where she was talking about the show and she was like saying that it would be a lot of drama a lot of like really realistic stuff and then there would also be scenes that were just comedy and not so realistic so I'm excited to see that um since she hasn't really had like a major acting role since Wizards of Waverly Place I'm really excited to see how she jumps back into acting obviously as a more mature actress in a more mature role um I'm excited to see that and the very last thing I wanted to talk about is last week, Hannah Montana celebrated the 15-year reunion of the show, um, and Miley Cyrus made a huge deal out of the 15 years. She, um, first of all, created some accounts as Hannah Montana on Twitter and on Instagram. She wrote this beautiful letter from Miley to Hannah, um... She sent flowers to basically anybody who had been on the show before. Um, speaking of Selena Gomez, she sent her flowers because she played Michaela on the show. She sent Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner flowers because Joe Jonas and his brothers, the Jonas brothers, were on the show. Uh, she sent her real-life godmother, Dolly Parton, flowers because she played her TV godmother um, on Hannah Montana. And a whole bunch of other people got them as well. And that started swirling a lot of rumors that this was not only, like, a celebration of the 15 years of Hannah Montana, but also kind of, like, some kind of marketing, something's coming. Now, there's nothing confirmed yet, but there are a lot of rumors that maybe there'll be some kind of reunion on Disney+. Plus. I also saw some rumors that there was going to be, like, a prequel series with, and Miley would not be on it, um, obviously, because it's, like, a prequel. It would have to be a younger actress, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure about any of this. This is all just rumors as of now, but I just thought it was a really cool thing. Even if there's nothing happening, I just think that, um, it was kind of cool for Miley to, like, look back at her roots and look back at kind of the show that blasts her into fame and kind of appreciate it. I know a lot of actors, like, once they leave Disney Channel or anything, and not that Miley didn't really go through that phase, because I think she invented the phase, but they kind of are like, ew, no, I don't want to talk about that show ever again, I don't want to talk about Disney, I'm this new person now, but um, it is kind of cool of her to, um, like, acknowledge this and yeah so that's basically all I've got for today's episode I do want to let you all know about my new podcast it is called simply screen reviews it will be um premiering tomorrow Saturday I will also have a new I will have new episodes every Saturday and Sunday basically it's going to be a podcast where I talk about all my favorite movies and shows in depth I'll review them I'll give my opinion I'll just give you a plot summary that this will not necessarily be new stuff I think I'm gonna keep newer stuff on here like Falcon and the Winter Soldier any new movies and stuff like that this is gonna be like my all-time favorites which I have a ton of I'm a huge movie and, and series lover so 
I have weeks and weeks and weeks, actually months, of content planned over there. So every Saturday and Sunday next week um, on this podcast, I'll give you a better link of where you can go because it's barely starting up. I don't have that quite have that link yet, but next week I'll let you know exactly where to hear it. For now, my Facebook page is Kennedy C Media. Um, you can check out updates there. Tomorrow, once the episode goes live, I will um, upload links on my Facebook page. But yeah, every Friday, I mean, I'm sorry, every Saturday I will talk about movies. Every Sunday I will talk about a different series. Um, You guys can be the first to know. I haven't announced this anywhere yet. But the very first episode tomorrow, I will be talking about the Princess Diaries. And then the um, very first episode or the very first like series I talk about on Sunday I will be talking about the crown so yeah I'm doing like a little royal type themed week um but yeah that I'll be talking about that this week so make sure you tune in um aside from that you can find me on kennedycblog.com um where else can you find me uh <laughs> I totally drew a blank oh can at kennedyc underscore blog is my instagram Kennedy Castillo, that's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O, is my YouTube channel. I upload new videos once a week or sometimes more than once a week. Um, I think that's about everywhere. So thank you for tuning in and I will be back next Thursday.